Hey guys, it's 8 Nobody. Before we start today's episode, just take a second to talk about our sponsor, Sinister Jerky, and you can find that at www.sinisterjerky.com. They have all sorts of flavors from Carnage Asada, OG, the Pickle, which is made with dill flavoring, Cracked Pepper, Mango Habanero, and Sriracha Smoke. All these flavors are amazing. I've tried them all personally, and I cannot recommend them enough. Use code KINGDOM at checkout. For a 10% discount, that code is KINGDOM, K-I-N-G-D-O-M. All right, guys, we'll catch you after the episode. All right, welcome back to Castle Comps. Today, we have a treat. Today, we have a modder for Project Zomboid. Have you ever wondered how a zombie apocalypse would be with pot? Have you ever wondered what standing in a second story with the stairs broken out <laughs> with a sledgehammer, how you would deal with hordes of dead below you? I think a bong would help. And today we have the green fire dev himself, Jigawatt, here with me. Jigawatt, the floor is yours. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for coming here. So I, I have so many questions about modding, Project Zomboid, and how you got started with it. But let's all start with square one. Where did gaming start yeah. for you? Oh, wow. That's uh... it's a hard one, I know. It's, it's way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I grew up, uh, well, I was born in the 80s, so, you know, seeing people play at the arcade and uh, and and whatnot when you're a little kid was, you know, very fun for me. And uh, I think the my first, like, big gaming experience, I guess you could say, was, like, at four years old or something. Okay. Uh, my, uh, my dad got me uh, the Nintendo... Uh, oh, the original NES. Yeah, the original NES, and so that was that was really cool. Now, did you get the Mario Duck Hunt edition, or did you get a different one? Yeah, it was the uh, the Duck Hunt, uh, the dual edition. Yeah, that game, that that cartridge brought so much joy to so many people. <laughs> just like looking at that little yeah. pixelated art, it just or that stupid laughing dog or those ducks. Like every time I see one of those, it just brings back so many memories. Yeah, yeah. So, it was a lot of fun. What was your favorite game on the NES? Oh, you know, a lot of the a lot of the great I had a lot of the great ones, you know, like the the first three Mario was really good. Um uh Legend of Zelda obviously was great. Oh, classics. Um, um but uh another one of these weird games that I had in my collection that a lot of people didn't have was uh dragon power did you ever hear of dragon power dragon power isn't that like the side scroller where it's like you know kind of dungeons and dragon ass he could be a human a dwarf or a like a woman sorcerer or am i thinking of a different game no 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 i'll, I'll give you a little hint um the the protagonist of of dragon power is a little boy by the name of goku oh okay i didn't even know they had a dbz game on the nes it yeah, it was actually a uh, it was actually before uh, uh, the Z series. It was like the, the kind of the Dragon Ball series based uh, Famicom game that was ported over to the U.S. So and so, oh god, Goku was just like a little kid, you know, right? And you didn't you didn't have like the huge fights where he's like a you know big strong dude and blasting mountains away or anything like that. But, it was pretty much square one for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a very difficult little odd game, but it was a lot of fun. Right. And very strange too. So later in life when you watched DBZ, 
Were you like, wait a minute, I know these characters? Did it like yeah, all click? It was, it was a little odd, but um, yeah, like obviously Goku, uh, you know, was very striking resemblance, and you know Bulma, and they had Yamcha and everything in the game. Master Roshi, though, they changed significantly, made him look just like a generic old man in robes. Okay, kind of looked like God almost. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a very strange change, but, you know. When you said that, I pictured the South Park god that's like half platypus, half penguin, and all that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It was just kind of like just some bearded dude with long hair. Yeah, just your stereotypical old looking. man. Yeah, with cane, possibly. You know, I think they still kept that in, but... Nice, nice. Yeah. So, moving forward with gaming stuff... When did you first start playing on a PC? Was that like middle school, high school, or were you lucky enough to have like an uncle or a dad or a mother that had a old school like Macintosh PC with like Tetris and like a little RC disk drive of like Quest for Glory or something like that? <laughs> yeah, I mean there was there was always opportunities to to kind of play uh old computer games at school and stuff like that. But Oregon Trail. Yeah, there's like Oregon Trail, and uh, I think uh, this uh, one of our science classes in middle school, uh, the teacher had Scorched Earth oh, okay. on his computer, and that was, yeah, that was the big draw that everybody wanted to play Scorched Earth after, after he was done yakking at us. And he would give us time to do that for whatever reason. <laughs> he probably um, just loved the game. He probably just loved watching people play it. Yeah, or he just didn't want to work after a certain point. I think well, who real does? Point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I think the I didn't really get into to PC gaming until much later, until like about high school is when I I got a, a PC that could really do anything. And also, that was, like, the first time uh, that we had uh, internet inside the house. And that was kind of a very novel thing. Yeah, dial-up was rough. I remember trying to play anything on dial-up, and then somebody would make a phone call, and the whole thing would go to shit. And you're like, great. Yeah. And you could hear their phone call through the yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, and everything just stops, and then you just have to wait. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. bad enough you had to sit and wait five minutes and hear, like, robot porn. Ba-dong, ba-dong, like oh jesus what is happening <laughs> yeah there, there's a certain kind of um uh calming um feeling hearing those sounds too though too. right right you know. it's definitely uh, weird when you hear them as an adult though. you're just like well i can't believe it's come this far in such a small amount of time yeah, yeah, it really has, yeah. Like, I have to look my daughter in the eye and be like, you know, one time I gave my computer cancer because I tried to download a Sublime CD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, just downloading a virus when you're just trying to get music or something. Just trying to steal music like any other honest pirate. Yeah, just trying to just trying to play, uh, play a game that I... I pay for and now i've got this virus come on thanks a lot metallica yeah exactly yeah <laughs> oh back now now i'm just getting like myspace vibes and tom's stupid face <laughs> oh yeah yeah so yep, was is that your first experience with coding was a my was your myspace page back in the day 
Um, not really. I mean, I, I, I had a cup, you know, a little bit of experience using HTML before MySpace showed up. Okay. Um, uh, but besides that, uh, I think the first big coding experience that I got was actually, uh, ironically enough, uh, it was probably the first mod I ever made was for a multiplayer game. Uh, that was a uh, completely text-based. Uh, you ever used uh, MUDs or mm. MUCs? I don't think I did. That's not ringing a bell. MUCs. Yeah, yeah. They they were a multi-user dungeon. Okay. And uh, uh, it was kind of like uh, it was kind of like a Cataclysm or some of the other very basic games that use ASCII, like roguelikes, uh, that would kind of simulate a sort of fantasy role-playing experience, but instead of using, like, individual characters to kind of map out things on the screen, it was all just written out, kind of like a text adventure. Like right. Text adventure. Like those old-school R.L. Stein books, like, pick your page kind of thing. <laughs> do you go to the Haunted Carnival, or do you not? <laughs> yeah, and if you wanted to move out of a room, you had to type north or go north or open door or something like that. Right. It was all online, so there was, you know, multiple people logging in to, you know, a single map. And, and that just creates chaos. Yeah, yeah. It just creates chaos and just kind of a, a part of the atmosphere. I'm getting a real Space Station 13 vibe from this. <laughs> well, uh, uh, yeah, a little bit, yeah, I guess so. Only with, you know, less Elmos and, you know, people cutting off their butts and deep frying and kneading it like you can do on Space Station 13. Yeah, I would characterize it more as, like, um, EverQuest before before EverQuest show up, showed up. Okay, so it was like a precursor, was... like an influencer. Yeah, definitely. There was a lot of a lot of similarities, and one, once EverQuest showed up, a lot of people just kind of disappeared <laughs> into that. As they do. Yeah, because it's obvious, you know, you, instead of just having to read everything, you could have, you know, a 3D world in front of you, and instead of having to type, you know... Oh, reading is like cursive. It's dead. <laughs> We're not doing that yeah, no more. Yeah, <laughs> instead of having to type out cast magic missile, then you just have to like push a button and and you cast a you know your your favorite hotkey right. spell or whatever. Instant gratification with that one. So, what was your mod for that game? So, uh, it was kind of interesting the the way that you would um, Lock into these to these muds is uh, the you know the, the most basic way you would do it is through the terminal like this very archaic you know Microsoft program that you would just kind of you know log into a, a, a master network and you would just have like text scrolling across the screen in a very kind of jarring way and and bit of like eye bleed going on right because it would just be like white on black and there was another client that kind of kind of came in to replace kind of using that basic way of uh, interpreting these muds and one of them was called zmud and there were a lot of um quality of life improvements like you know 
the main screen was mostly black background and, and the text was mostly either like dark green or gray as default but then you had like customized colors that that would come up but uh the other big thing were uh macros and triggers that you know these things called triggers that uh that came with clients that basic were basically commands that would activate when something came on the screen like something that you would specify would come on the screen okay and I didn't really realize it at the time, but uh, basically what they had done was create a programming environment for people to do scripting just in this like single single line. And, and they definitely didn't intend that because it wasn't like a big text box that you'd enter in a program or anything like that. It was just a single line that you can enter in text. But I quickly found out that you could, you could do interesting things with this. Nice. And I started making like a slot machine, and a blackjack and stuff like that. So when you first realized that, like, how much of a mind explosion moment was that? You're like, oh my god, I can really do this. Or were you like kind yeah. of in like denial or shock? You're like, there's no way I'm able to do this. Yeah, I was really, I was. I was really shocked that you could do that, and I thought it was really interesting, and I just kind of dove into it, and uh, it was... I had more fun probably problem-solving how I would be able to, like, simulate a virtual deck that gets shuffled, and and you go through each card, and, and each card gets discarded or is being used or whatever like that. Right. It was very interesting kind of going through that process. And, uh, yeah, and so I, I kind of created these these uh, these kind of casino programs that run through my client. So I wouldn't even need to modify the game itself, just the nature of me being on the server and uh, whatever available commands that were available to me if I were, like, an admin, say. Right. Uh... I can make you know certain things happen to kind of simulate that experience of having a slot machine that would kind of give you prizes or whatever. So you turned the original online Dungeons and Dragons into Dungeons and Casinos, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, for a short time, <laughs> that's so like a cool. Little, uh, little uh, side quest uh, that people got to do for one night. It was buggy as hell, you know, because uh, obviously the the developers of that client were not intending for. Uh, a program to be run through these, you know, macros and triggers because it would just constantly crash and, you know, there'd be like memory overflows or whatnot. But, right. But yeah, that, that was, I think that was my first real coding experience. And I didn't really, I didn't really understand that was coding experience until I went to, to college and took a computer science class. And I was like, oh, like, I can do all of this. This is easy. It's like I was modding before it was cool. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So I kind of basically did some of the like undergraduate, like first semester, uh, like play programs that usually give students to do. So were you going towards like computer engineering or what kind of like educational path were you going for at that time? 
It's definitely going towards uh, uh, some sort of computer engineering at the time, and uh, and I, I kind of found uh, programming to be a little bit more interesting than the uh, than the actual engineering side. Right, right. Now I could totally yeah. see that. So. What kind of games? Because you started with Mario, like we were talking about in the Duck Hunt, and then you moved over to like more fantasy mm-hmm. role play kind of stuff. Like, what kind of games like do you play currently? Obviously, Project Zomboid, but what other types of games? Are you all about the survival? Are you more of a battle royale type of guy? Do you like shooters? Like, what kind of games fall into your current wheelhouse? Oh, you know, I kind of switch it up every so often, but uh, there are a couple of games that I've been I've been playing a lot recently. Like uh, Payday has been a thing that I've been playing for years. That's just kind of something that I got hooked on very early on. Uh, All the fun of robbing a bank without getting shot, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and funny enough, they they still are they're still making you know developing the hell out of Payday Two, which is kind of funny. And uh, Wreckfest is another another one that I really like. Uh, smashing cars, right? Well, all the fun of a twisted metal, pretty much. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, it's basically twisted metal, but you don't shoot people, right? <laughs> it's more just head-on uh, collisions and such. Yeah, yeah. So, did you yeah. make any mods for those games? No, no, I never, never really interested me much to to mod either of those games. Um, probably for a vi- variety of reasons, but it just you know never really piqued my interest to, to ever really modify Payday or anything like that. Right. So, when you came across Project Zomboid. Did you see just like a completely open slate to do just about anything you wanted? Because it's just every time I open up that game, I just I see nothing but potential for so many things, whether it be mods, whether it be for expansions onto the map. Like it just seems like a completely empty canvas. Like when you open up that game, what do you see from someone who's more of a creator? Yeah, I mean it's it's just a very fertile environment. And they've done the Indie Stones done a great job of making it very easy for mod creators to to create and and have access to some of the some of the features of the game without having to break the game open. And that's kind of something that you don't really see in a lot of places. Um, so originally I wanted to do a mod for Minecraft, in fact, and uh What would your mod in Minecraft what would that have entailed? It was just kinda of be like kind of like drug war sort of thing where you you're just <laughs> kinda of growing you're growing weed and there'd be like, you know, prices that you could sell and There's the Cube Street Crips, get them, they're after our cocaine. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I had gotten introduced to this to this drug war uh, multiplayer server on Minecraft and I was just kinda I was kinda like, you know, this is really cool and I kinda had some ideas of what I would want to to see, you know, how it could be done differently and when I tried to look at what it would take to 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 modify Minecraft, or even just read the the code of Minecraft, uh, it just a little overwhelming. It, 
it's yeah they're notch had a uh like to engage in the practice of obfuscation you know code obfuscation where they're you're not naming things in sort of the logical sense of what they're supposed to do instead it's just like a, a series of numbers and letters and so it's a little harder to work with they make it a little yeah. harder for the modder to get in there because like a duck might be modded as a tree or something weird like that yeah there's just a lot of values that you don't understand what's going on and and it doesn't make a whole lot of logical sense and they're kind of that's yeah and that's I, the purpose. i'm just trying to start a drug war i'm not trying to solve the da vinci code <laughs> Yeah, you know, you just want to to modify the item behavior of of the game, and and they just kind of needlessly complicate it for you. Um, in some ways, you cannot understand that where they're coming from, but in some regards, it's just kind of a little over the top. Yeah, it's a little over the top. You don't understand why why go through that trouble. I mean, there there are ways of going around it, but to it's just like a little bit too much to to deal with for me, so I kind of gave up on doing that. But uh, Project Zomboy, they made it very, very easy to to modify the game, and there are a lot of tools available to mod makers. So that's just been a very it's been a treat. Right. Oh, it's been a treat to play it too. So before we get into that, can you describe what your mod in Project Zomboid? What is it about? And what is your player able to find and or do? Well, yeah, so the it it basically just adds marijuana and, uh, you know, originally it was just marijuana and loose tobacco to the game to spice up smoking. Right. Because I always yeah, thought that would be a better way to fight anxiety, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and part of it was a little bit motivated, you know, Part of the motivation to make it was a bit of, of jealousy and pettiness, because you know, I, you, the, the best way to play Zomboid is with friends. Oh, absolutely! And, Multiplayer has and, been a blessing. Yeah, and, and you know, I have this friend who's uh, who's a smoker, and he always picks, you know, be, because Zomboid is you know one of those games that's trying to be as true to life as possible. They they give you the ability to pick. Uh, uh, character that's a smoker. Which is arguably yeah. one of the best negative traits in the game. Yeah, yeah, it's so much fun, you know. Some people just call it, you know, a throwaway trait or whatever, but I think it's just, like, one of the greatest traits that they ever put in It's one of the most fun traits that they ever put in it. It definitely is very accurate, only it should help your character stay up a little later, because nicotine... Because when we were in Iraq, we used to smoke and dip like crazy, because it would keep us awake, other than pounding massive amounts of rippets and other energy drinks. I'm surprised energy drinks are not yet in Zomboid. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, you know, 93, there wasn't... Uh, you didn't have a whole lot of options. I think probably... Jolt Colos about the, the bus. Surge. Do you remember Surge? Yeah. Oh, God. I remember Surge. Do you yeah. remember Sparks? Oh, God. Yeah. I remember, I remember, um, uh, my first apartment out, out of, uh, high school. I was working at this, uh, this brew pub in Seattle, and, uh, the, the guys in the kitchen they would always buy sparks before the shift and so we were basically 
We were basically drinking those fucking things every time we would open that fridge. You know, oh, Jesus. You know, the customers, you know, right there ordering, you know, pizza or sub or whatever. And unless you know what it is, it looks like an energy drink. For those of you who don't know, Sparks was an alcoholic energy drink. It looked like radiator fluid. It tasted like radiator fluid, but it did the job. <laughs> yeah, it, it got you it got you hyped up as fuck and also drunk. Very very drunk and uh that's very good when you're working in a very loud uh bar right <laughs> and having to to chop vegetables all day it built up the character we needed to later handle for loco later in life mm. <laughs> yeah yeah to manage to drink for loco without having a heart attack yes without crying deep like those were the age of like unregulated energy drinks they had power horses they had red lines they even had one called cocaine they had one called balls that came in a blue bottle glass bottle that was ribbed and it looked like a fucking like medieval mace like you could do damage with some of these bottles oh man now they, they all tasted terrible. Oh, they were all horrible. We were tasting that. We were drinking them for the flavor. Like remember when Monster had the BFG, the big fucking can? And it was thirty-two ounces, and it was just disgusting. It was worse yeah. than any Monster flavor ever on the market. But we drank them, bitches. We drank them down because we were going for the energy. We're riding that horse. Yeah, it certainly had a, its effect on culture because I, I worked in a bar uh, or uh, as a bartender later few years later one of the most popular things at that time was to was the uh, the the jaeger bomb oh i remember that <laughs> it was deadly a, yeah you, de- you just take a shot of jaegermeister and and drop that in um an energy drink like rockstar or, or red bull or yeah red bull or some shit like that that's how you get to warcraft level 60 on vanilla old school you know <laughs> Oh man, I, I don't know how people did it, you know. Uh, God, because like at, at, the, at those at those dance clubs, they're also doing cocaine, so it's just like that triple threat of dehydration. And as a bartender, you're just watching all of this from the background. You're like, oh, this is horrible. Yeah, it's just it's a sight to see, you know. Oh, I bet, I bet. Yes. Yeah. So. Getting back into Zomboid, I, I love I love the rabbit holes we go down on this show. It's always so fun. So, when your character comes across paraphernalia such as a bong or you know seeds or joints or blunts, things like that, like the farming aspect of it, how would you say farming those plants is compared to farming something like potatoes or farming something like strawberries? Would you say it's easier? More difficult or about the same? Um, it, right now, the, the farming is very similar to how vanilla farming works in in Zomboid. Uh, in in the in the idea that you plant seeds, you water it, and after a certain point, you you harvest the crops. And that was certainly true at you know to to a T. Uh, at first, where you'd basically just get ready to use cannabis after after you harvest it, but after a time, I got the idea that maybe you should try to maybe I should try to make it a little bit more realistic and have 
have drying involved. So after right. you you harvest it before you can, you know, eat, it's not like a tomato where you can just pull up off the plant, eat it. Right. You have to process it. Right. That, exactly. You got to dry it, and then you got to either roll it or pack it, depending on your method of consumption. Yeah, and so I discovered a way that you could that you could do that, and so and so that's kind of how how uh, marijuana con- cultivation works in in Zomboid at the moment. So is that you have? Yeah. Moving forward with this, are you thinking about making your character? Because they added a lot of food to the new Zomboid update. Are you thinking mm-hmm. about having any kind of weed-infused food items in the game, like you know brownies or something like that? Is that like on your radar of things you could possibly do in the future? Well, actually, um, Zombo, uh, my uh, my mom, Green Fire, has always had. Uh, well, not always, but it, it has had uh, brownies and also uh, Rice Krispie treats uh, for a really long time. Uh, in fact, uh, I have not found one yet. I've been looking. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't. You can't find them just outright. You actually have to make them. Okay. And yeah, so you have to have enough weed for it, and then you got to get the you know you got to get some butter so you can mix it with the weed. And then also, if you're using, you know, getting brownies, and you gotta get the chocolate and the flour and all that kind of stuff. It's a process. Yeah, it's something that the player has to make. And uh, I actually introduced uh, marshmallows in order to uh, make it possible to make uh, Rice Krispie treats. And (laughs) it was uh, kind of one of these recent updates, they actually added marshmallows, and I noticed that. And I was like, oh, well... (laughs) <laughs> Better change it around a little bit. So now it's like, you know, you can switch out, you know, my item for like, you know, a whole bunch of those individual marshmallows that are part of the vanilla zomboid experience. Right. So when you created this mob, if you could give us like a guesstimate, like a ballpark, how much time have you spent in the development of this mod? <sighs> Oh god, probably a little too much. Um, there were a couple of points where I, um, I kind of really screwed the pooch and and deleted like a wor- week's worth of oh, work. Oh no! I've actually done that a couple of times now, <laughs> and uh, I think every time I've done it, I kind of it's kind of just made. Made everything a little bit tighter and uh, a little bit better, but uh, but it yeah, still hurts, yeah, know. you know. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it still hurts having to do that, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's been we're coming on what uh, almost three years that I've had uh, I've had this mod uh, uploaded, so it's been a while. But I've just kind of been working off and on. So, when it comes to the Steam community's response to your mod, I, I see that you yeah, at one point you just got like 420 positive 5-star reviews or the average of 5 stars. That was awesome to see that. But like, when it comes to people who consume your mod, would you say that the majority of people who come back to you, would you say it's positive, negative, or unreasonably demanding? <laughs> I think, uh, in general, people are very happy that the mod exists and that, 
and then I'm I'm around uh, updating it, making sure that it works, and that I'm adding new features to it all the time. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a, the occasional person who just seems just to be an unreasonable dick, and um, <laughs> such is life. Kind of, yeah. I mean, you know, it's a it's kind of an interesting dynamic because you know it's not a classic. Uh, you know, customer service experience where you know I'm providing something that uh, somebody's paying for. <laughs> uh, these people very much not pay me, so you know I can just tell them to you know f off if they're just being you know being unreasonable about it. Right, like you're doing this out of a labor of love. You're taking three years worth of time and effort of your own personal time to create something. And, you know, like universally, it seems pretty well received. But, you know, when somebody goes out of left field like that, I mean, I think you have every right to tell somebody to fuck off, you know? Like, it's an explicit podcast. Swear all you want. So, uh, like that guy the other day who was complaining that, like, finding two joints in a house, that's insanity or some bullshit. And be like, what? Clearly, you're not from the West Coast, sir. Yeah, it's yeah, it's one of the more the annoying aspects of, um, of making mods for for this game is just uh, the loot distribution and trying to strike that balance of having, you know, too much or too little of of your items showing up in the game, and uh, it's uh, it's it's more challenging than than you would than you would expect oh i would imagine so, like well, you added 24 yeah. different color variations to the glass pieces that are currently in the game how mm. long did just that simple adding of color take i say simple but it was probably a lot very complex yeah i mean it took it took about a, a couple of hours at least just to uh to code in all of the uh all of the meshes, or well, not really the meshes, because the there's only one mesh of a bong at the moment, and uh, so really it's all just reskins. So you're just kind of adding uh, registries of uh, of this item using this skin in this mesh, and uh, it's just kind of a very repetitive process that uh, uh, I've I really just tried to avoid for a long time. Because it seems kind of tedious to be like, now we're doing yellow, now we're doing blue, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, very early on, people were like, oh, man, this is so great, you know, having to, you know, getting to smoke. But wouldn't it be cool if I had, like, you know, a red bong or a yellow (laughs) bong or something like that? I'm giving you a thumbs down until I get an orange bong. (laughs) Yeah, it's just kind of like one of those very simple requests that you think that it's very easy to implement, but it's just like uh it's just like this so much time and kind of very tedious process to do that is uh you know you just kind of have to grind through it right without ripping out your hair yeah 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 exactly oh man so what map out of all the starting maps in projects on board which one is your current favorite to set up shop when you're starting a run uh, I always pick Muldra. Uh, it's just the uh, the classic uh, starting location. Same. It's the that's the the recommended location that people always say that beginners should start. But I just think it's such a great place to start. It's uh, kind of centrally located, far away from the edges of the map. 
And I just love how they're adding stuff to it. Like, I just started the game the other day, and they added, you know, two tile fences to the two stories. And they added little, like, white picket fence and little metal fences on all these other houses that didn't used to be there. And it's just like, I've played this game for a few months now, and that's completely new. It's completely throwing me, like, for a loop almost. I felt like I was on a different map just because those random fence ads. Like, I, oh, you're, you're a newbie. I'm a noob. I'm a noob to this game, but I love it. I absolutely love uh, it. It's one of those things where yeah, yeah. it's very intimidating when you first start because Zomboy does not hold your hand. It's like Tarkov in that way, only you don't go back to your base. You're just dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was I was uh, lucky enough to be one of the first contributors to Project Zomboid when they were first offering it on uh, Desura, I believe. And when it was just like, you know, they they wanted like, 10 or 15 or like 20 bucks i can't remember how much i spent and they uh, this was kind of during the time when there was a lot of these games coming out like stranded deep yeah and and a lot of these kickstarters were showing up they were saying you know we're gonna have you know that daisy experience but it actually works or something like that right and uh project zomboid was one of those games that just kind of stood out Oh, it was so unique because there's just so much you could do with it. Like, yeah, I'm not taking anything away from those other games, but like the zombie aspect, the ability to do all the stuff that you can do. Like, granted, cars are fairly new to the game. When it first came out, they didn't have the ability to drive those. And just it's so crazy how much the game has changed over just the period I've been playing, let alone from your perspective, when it was just like graphics were completely different and everything was completely different. So that must be a complete. Oh, yeah. trip to play it now oh yeah the map was completely different it was much smaller um but it was also uh, taller as well uh, they had a, a very large apartment building i think not in the first build maybe like the second or third build that they they released they had this uh this huge uh, apartment building that i would constantly just hold up in and uh, make my characters go insane before uh, <laughs> they ran out of food, and I would force them to go down and fight the thousands of zombies that uh, crowded around the base of the <laughs> base of the tower. It's like we're going out with style, Jim. We're yeah. doing this. <laughs> Grab your spiked baseball bat. Or better yet, you just fall through the stairs because at the time <laughs> stairs were just not really working at the at that point. <laughs> it's just like, oh man, broke my leg. Clumsy old Jim. After all those hours of just holding a baseball bat, swinging at nothing to grind your your baseball bat skill up, and it's just like, ah. Oh. See, that's always the most frustrating things is I'll have runs that go pretty f- deep, and then it'll be the stupidest fights that kill me. I'll be like, oh, I went fishing, and I didn't check my area, and I got killed fishing, or something stupid. Like, oh, I was fighting three of them, and then I, I had my finger on the wrong button, and I got completely killed. <laughs> this sucks. It's never like the uh, one yeah. versus 20, or like when I do like the random, like, scenarios where i'm like a guy in a prison cell like you know running away from all those guys it's always something stupid like oh i didn't close the bathroom door yeah but that's all part of the experience though absolutely losing it losing terribly in in the most obscene ways i mean the game sets the baseline right from the get-go it says this is how you die it's like well that's setting the bar pretty low 
Yeah, you're not getting out of this situation. This is, you know, this is not left for dead. You're not, there's no boat that's going to come save you at the end. You are, uh, you're on your own. It's not the walking dead. Rick's not going to come out of nowhere with a magnum and save you. (laughs) And that's the thing I love about the game. So with multiplayer, have you played the Louisville map? Oh, uh, getting into, getting into Louisville. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's um, quite an interesting experience getting into Louisville. It is huge. It is huge, and it uh, kind of makes the computer chug a little bit. <laughs> well, it's it's a lot to comprehend, and the mobs are huge there too. It's like you go to the mall; it's a bad day sometimes. Mm-hmm. Populations are huge, and there's just a lot to. Lots of render as well. Oh, absolutely. So when you see a place like Louisville, do you think about how your mod could be incorporated into that? Or do you come up with other ideas for other mods that you might want to create later? Yeah, I mean, I think mostly um, most of my mods are probably just kind of would be focused around green fire if anything if i you know that's your baby it's an awesome one too yeah i mean there's some some things with uh farming that i would like to you know kind of some some behavior that the vanilla farming and zomboid does that i would like to modify i mean for afflictions you could add mites yeah, I mean, well, in in some ways they do have it a little. They got bit. those I mean, fly flies. things. Yeah, yeah, they got flies and mildew and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I mean, but there are like some bugs that uh, you know people say that they like uh, if they're if you're far away from a plant and you don't see it growing, it just kind of looks like it's staying in that same uh, growth stage. But, you know, you go up to it, and it looks like this, like, seedling plant, but you're able to harvest the the completed fruit. Right. And uh, so there's, you know, some things that I would like to, to fix that would kind of be outside of grain fire, but would would kind of be related to grain fire or something that would grain fire would use. So you know how there's magazines in the game or newspapers and comic books that your person can read for entertainment? Have you thought about adding a magazine like a High Times kind of magazine? Well, in a way, I have. Um, like all the uh, the recipe magazines that you need to learn how to... That is true. To, like, to roll, a, a roll a cannabis cigar or like, even a regular cigar... Uh, you know, we have some some recipe magazines, but I, but yeah, I don't know that that is kind of I, I have had people ask about that kind of have just like recreational magazines that you read to kind of relieve the stress. I right. just kind of look at the nice pictures of, of marijuana and I feel happy and unbored. Right. And that'd be cool if you could like, you know how you can put up like posters and stuff. That'd be cool. If in the <laughs> magazines, there was like a poster, like on the real high times, you can put like a poster up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, those are definitely good ideas. Yeah. So when it comes to the loose tobacco, I really love that you added there because every single person I met from Kentucky when I was in the military, 
just about all of them rolled their own cigarettes. So the fact that you added that little detail makes me very happy. Now, are you thinking about adding any other, like, um, you know, marijuana consumption devices? I feel really fancy. It's like when you, back in the day, when you go to a head shop, you say water pipes. I don't know exactly how to say this. Like, you know, like a steamroller or a bubbler. Like, I, I know the bongs in there. I know the joints in there. I know the blunts in there. But I, I, I haven't seen those yet. Are they in the mod currently? Uh, no, not at the moment. Um, in, in a lot of ways, um, the that kind of color update where I, I had kind of created 23 extra colors for the bong was a little bit of a test to see if I could introduce that many different uh, bong items without flooding the entire map with bongs, right? so to speak. Um, and it worked. It works. So I think, uh, you know, from this point, it's just a matter of uh, finding the time to to open up Blender and just kind of model those those other types of bongs. Like I wanna I wanna have like a more of a like a cone shaped or like a beaker style bong, a little triangle base in the game. Yeah, it looks yeah a little bit more triangle based, and perhaps have like more of the straight based uh, bongs, like the kind of acrylic pipes that you saw a lot back in the nineties. Now. That sort of thing. Can you use a, a what? Have you thought about a zong? You remember those ones where there'd be like random kinks in there, and it looked like a Z pattern. It's super weird inside the bong. Oh, like the the very just like weird. Uh, yeah, it would go straight, and then it would kink to the left, and then kink to the right, and it would look like a Z, like Zorro. Yeah, like bla- yeah gl- blown glass like creations and there were a lot of interesting things that they had back then i i think one of my favorite things was uh this one where uh, somebody had had blown this blown all this glass that was and turned it into a bong but it was all shaped like a like a minigun like a machine gun. That's pretty sick. <laughs> now, can you use a bong as a weapon? Kind of like when you find a broken bottle in a trash can. That's a weapon. Can you hit? So, can you hit a zombie with a bong? No, 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 no. <laughs> that's we that's treat our bongs with respect that. here in Kentucky. We don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like uh, using a bong as a weapon would be a very like one one-time use thing right so, and then smash it's kind of and it's so easy to just accidentally equip one of those you know very essential items that that you need in zomboid like the oh, driver yeah. or something and then and then you break it in in some zombie's eye and you're like oh crap i thought i had my hunting knife equipped but no you just just broke your only screwdriver so the thing i hate the most (laughs) is when you actually disassemble something you have like oh somehow i disassembled the watch i'm wearing or great i just disassembled (laughs) the radio on my belts that's great (laughs) yeah yeah so i i I would just hate for that to happen to somebody's bong you know so right so uh, yeah from a game perspective how many Mm. dabs can a zombie take before it dies <laughs> well, you know, I I've, I have yet to hear of anybody um, dying of overdose from from weed yet. So, 
maybe, maybe infinite. And are they are they alive? It's kind of a big question, right? We will, the world they... may never know. Like how many licks does it take yeah. to get to the center of a tootsie pop? We don't fucking know. know. I'm not are gonna they count. Zombies or are they just sick? I'm not sure. Right. So, how does your mod communicate with? Other mods, for example, in expanded helicopter events, FEMA or the military drops care packages. Is it possible to have both those mods installed and to get to a care package and to find it's full of pot? Hmm. You know, it, it is possible, um, but it's just kind of one of those things that it, you just have to put a lot of work into to make it happen. So uh, most of most of the compatibilities that I have focused on are some of the mods that deal with farming, uh, because obviously, you know, when two mods are trying to modify the same system, that will cause some conflicts. So uh, I'm trying to get you know two different mods that uh, affect farming in a unique way can be difficult and uh, sometimes requires a little bit of a team effort between the mod makers themselves in order to make it happen. Right, right. And that might be a hard sell for some people. Like, hey, <laughs> on your mod, yeah. can we add yeah, all this way, pot? <laughs> uh, do, do you mind just putting some of this code in that I wrote and not yourself? No, yeah, it's kind of a hard sell. but uh, I promise it's nothing bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, so, you know, in some cases, that's the only way to uh, resolve some of these some of these uh, mod conflicts. But uh, uh, yeah, most people are pretty gracious about it. Um, I was actually just talking to somebody who's working on a uh, uh, hydrocraft uh, modification to try to make it work with with my mod. Uh, that's awesome. It seems like there's a million of those guys out there. <laughs> but that, uh, that actually was you, you took one of my questions before I got there. I was going <laughs> to ask: Do you have a lot of like inner workings with other moderators or people who work on Zomboid? Mm. Yeah, I mean there there are a few that I've uh, come into contact with. Um, uh, some of it was out of necessity uh, because uh, they're one of the. Uh, some other person had created a uh, a mod that was essentially a patch to my mod to make it work with uh, with uh, build forty one back when it was kind of a very early build and I hadn't really gone through the the trouble of making it making green fire work with it properly and they had gone ahead and added a three D mesh of a bong. And oh, even cool. gone through the trouble of like recording um, the bong sound of somebody taking a rip, and I was just like, "Wow, that's that's really cool. I'd like to use that." And so, one uh, was trying to kind of work on you know making making the mod mod a little bit more fleshed out and a little bit more bug free. I kind of had to approach them and just be like, "Hey, you know, can I use uh, some of these assets that you made?" and and a lot of them, you know, they're very gracious and are willing to work with you. I just picture some dude standing in front of his computer with a microphone, ripping a bong, and, like, listening back, like, not loud enough, not bubbly enough. Yeah. Like, it has to be yeah. perfect. Yeah, and I actually, yeah, I mean, I even did a little bit of that. I, I even recorded a, a, a Zippo flick uh, 
to, to add a little bit of a smoking sound to Zomboid back when there was no smoking sound. You know, you, you'd hit the smoke button and there'd just be a green bar that would appear over their head. So Right, no noise. Yeah, so I had the trouble of rolling a joint and getting out a Zippo and, and trying to record that and... And so you can actually hear that sometimes when you when you try to go to when you go flick uh, when you go to smoke joint hear that flick of the the uh, that I recorded right that iconic noise. So that actually brings me to my next question: Have you considered, or do you already have a magnifying glass in games so somebody can light a bowl or a cigarette or a joint or blunt without oh. the use of a lighter or matches? You know, a solar. That's you know that's very interesting. That was that's actually one of my one of my favorite ways to light a bowl. <laughs> well, that way you get no butane in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very clean. You know, just uh, get some sunglasses <laughs> before you do it. It would be yeah. funny to have like a one in one hundred chance of accidentally starting a fire. <laughs> oh God! Yeah. Can you imagine? Wow. That? Jeez, fires! Wow, yeah, they're so horrible too. Still, uh, a couple of my friends almost killed themselves on the on the campfire in game. Oh, just 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 by approaching it a little bit, and they just it's got their characters got horribly burned. It's like, am I doused in gasoline? What is happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and then the weirdly the the lake burned, like half the the lake shore burned. <laughs> What is wrong with Kentucky? Everything's yeah, layered in oil. Yeah, it was awful, yeah. Oh, man. So, do you think that in the future that they will have a glass shop in one of the cities, whether it be Madral, Riverside, or maybe even Louisville? Do you think that's a possibility? Well, I mean, now now that I, now there, there are more than one bong in the mod, um, you know that's a distinct possibility. Uh, it's just kind of a matter of um, because there are empty storefronts, like in Madral. There's some empty storefronts where you could definitely be like, "This is the head shop." You could call it something like Harry's Head Shop or something stupid, and be like, "This is the one-stop spot for bongs." Yeah, and I I don't really have a whole lot of map making experience with Zomboid, so it's kind of been one of those things that I've shied away from. And also, I've I've never really had a lot of luck using the like other people's maps. Like they they would always you know bug out and cause our server to crash for whatever reason. Right, some weird hiccup somewhere in the code or in the build order or something like that. There's mm. seems like there's a lot of potential for things to go wrong when modding. Yeah, there certainly is. And yeah, uh, sometimes it just kind of comes out of left field and you, you're not expecting something to, to fail in the way that it does. But, you know, that's just kind of the, the nature of the beast. So, did you have any comical errors when making these mods? Like, did you put in some code and then you, like, went into game and your person's head was, like, eight times bigger? It was like, was there any weird, like, not intended side effects to modding? So, I, up until a few months ago, I had no real experience in, in 3D modeling. 
so making those uh, joints and the cigars has kind of been a learning experience. And uh, the first, one of the first things that I put in the game, uh, 3D wise, was a, a blunt. And I didn't really understand the whole uh, scaling factors that were available uh, in Blender and also in the uh, the the options that you modify for Zomboid. And so I would just kind of you know throw those meshes in there and kind of see how it works. And and I you know was kind of questioning why. Why can't I see anything? And then I kind of, you know, step out of the the trailer that I'm in, and I realize that the the blunt that I've placed on the on the table is the size of of the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's beautiful! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm just like, okay, well, okay, and I just got to modify these values and. Uh, did okay, the Godzilla the size of a school bus and so did it yeah, kill any was... zombies? <laughs> no, no, no. It was all you could just clip right through it, but it was just this enormous blunt just laying in the middle of the of the, oh the trailer park. It's just you know, it was kind of funny to see. That just sounds like a drivable blunt like the Oscar Meyer Wiener truck, like there's a blunt mobile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just getting blunt man and chronic Kevin Smith images. You're not gonna make a bong that turns into a lightsaber, are you? No, no, no. I, I would not. I would not do that. No. <laughs> Very good. So, when you're playing the game, other than your mod, what is your favorite mod to play in the game? Um, right now, uh. I really like uh, SARS mods. Um, uh, the guy he's uh, he's made a lot of uh, interesting uh, mods for the game. Like uh, sitting, he's done a lot of sitting and lying animations, dancing animations. Oh, I've seen those. Those are funny. That are kind of, yeah, they're just kind of very small tweaks to the game that are just kind of they add a flavor to it. Yeah, and he also has, like, boats and stuff like that, and, like, new types of trailers that that are added, and I think he also has, like, farm equipment. Um, I've been been dying to kind of mess with the tractors in-game, but uh, I haven't really gotten that far yet. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna make a whole farm out there. So, what content creator or modder would you like to work with if you had like you know your dream sheet if you could work with anyone out there in the community or modder who would it be um you know i've i've kind of come in contact with most of the you know the bigger mod makers and and so i kind of already have some sort of contacts with them already oh nice but uh you know and, and especially like uh, nebula the uh person who's made the smoker mod i've worked a lot uh a lot with in order to uh, make sure that our, our mods are kind of working somewhat nicely um uh, that can be a little bit difficult because we're both trying to modify cigarettes in some way Right. You know, so. Trying to make it work. Trying to bend it to a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, but in particular, you know, I, I don't really, um, you know, go out of my way to, to kind of go in, in search of, you know, people's, um, expertise or, or whatnot, because uh, a lot of, a lot of makers kind of seem very independent, uh, very independent and kind of, uh, uh what's the, uh, prideful the term gentle term prickly oh, okay prickly i could <laughs> see that one I, I looked at one mod uh mod description and kind of like below the the basic description telling you what the mod is that the mod maker kind of said you know, don't contact me don't tell me about any bugs i know everything that's broken uh, don't ever uh you know send me a message or whatever this is my uh, i will update when i feel like it and it's just kind of like wow man that's chill out <laughs> he probably had a lot of people give him a lot of crap like what do you mean there's three joints in this house <laughs> like <laughs> yeah 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 i mean you know there's a lot of that but you know at some point you just gotta kind of ignore those people and um you kind of have you know, to for your own mental know. health you know yeah i feel like some of these guys maybe let it get to them a little too much right um especially when they're doing this all out of the kindness of their heart and then they're being like you know thanked with you know trolling or bullshit you know true true that is that is difficult to deal with but you know this is the internet and oh god par for the course (laughs) high school never ends there's always gonna be someone trying to stir the pot or you know piss somebody off and you know why not a mod i mean they're easy targets for these guys because you know all they have to do is write something on steam and they're faceless yeah they're just cool guys 69 420 you know or whatever their name is i think i think the most amusing thing though are the people who just downvote the mod without any explanation you know i just get occasionally just get you know a couple of downvotes here and there I never really hear from anybody, or you know, like oh, I need to like fix something or or whatever. Or they're unhappy with this or or whatnot. You just kind of see. That's that's the annoying thing because you don't know if they actually have an issue with the mod or if they're just downvoting it because of its subject matter. You know, it could be somebody be like the devil's lettuce. Unlike yeah. you know, downvote. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's entirely possible, or it could be you know somebody who. Who's upset of of their ranking on the the top rated mods or something, and they want to, you know, kind of game the system a little bit. I don't know. It's like but, Green uh, Fire's yeah. too smug. Let's knock him down a peg. Unlike, yeah, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's just a little bit odd. I just kind of one of those things that I had never really expected. Uh, but that element is this. potentially there. Yeah, I always expected it to be a bit more extravagant, you know, somebody being like, oh, this sucks, I, uh, it fucked my whole game up, I don't like this, thumbs down. But it really, more often than not, does not go down that way. It's really interesting. That is, that is interesting. I really thought, like, it would be more descriptive, like, you know, people's unlikes or praise. But on the flip side of the coin is you probably do get quite a lot of, like, you know, positive feedback and people actually trying to, like, you know, make the mod better with their comments. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people um, have a lot of ideas that they want to see in the mod, obviously, you know. I mean, we live in the 
that the twenty twenties now and and everybody's using vapes and and dabs and whatnot and uh, you know it it's kind of hard to kind of look at those comments you know people begging you to put in a, a vape cartridge so that they can you know be that kind of be that guy it's like <laughs> and your vape cartridge blew up in your hand <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's like man this is this is 1993 and i mean i guess it's easier for people who didn't live uh at through all that to, yeah that you know easy to kind of just insert those things in there but you know I, I i was actually there you know and we didn't have those things so right if you uh, do add a vape please make that big puff of fucking smoke please make zombies able to like see that and track that be like yeah zombies can tell there's a big puff of cotton candy over there either a diabetics on fire or you're smoking a vape <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Either way, the zombies yeah. into it. Yeah, I haven't, uh, I haven't actually looked at uh, zombies' sense of smell or anything like that for detection purposes. But, I mean, yeah, they can a, hear. Idea, yeah. They can see. I mean, they have amazing night vision. So, and you know what? Before they added the new patch forty-one, your person never changed their underwear. So it's like that's probably how they're able to track you at night. They can probably smell how disgusting your character is. You're just covered in old blood all the time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They they didn't add that from The Walking Dead, like you know, in that show or comic book series. Uh, when you just cover yourself in guts. Yeah, it seems yeah. like it's the opposite effect. It always feels like every time I'm like super covered in shit, they just always seem to like come at me faster. It's like what? Yeah, yeah. It's true. They they like the smell. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Like going over this, there's so many funny things I would love to see. Like I would love to see Project Zomboid add like the Cheech and Chong ice cream truck. <laughs> So you can oh, just yeah. drive around, good old <laughs> Madrow like that. I would love to see this stuff in a you know care package from FEMA because I've been playing the expanded helicopter events. Like I was really into vanilla for a long time, and I'm just starting to get my feet wet with the mobs, like the scenarios, the helicopter ones, the green fire, and it's like. I just love it because every single time I turn on the game and I add one of these new mods, it's like playing the game all over again. It's like the first time every time. Granted, some things are the same. Like, oh yeah, you're, you're bitten, you're done. There's no way around it. But getting to that point of the end is always different, you know? Oh yeah, certainly. Uh... So my next question for you is, as a modder, what would you tell somebody who's thinking about getting into the modder scene what would you tell somebody that is like kind of hesitant and like on the verge of like making that commitment what would be your words of encouragement or dissuasion if you have that um well there's there's obviously uh good reasons and bad reasons to uh to get in the modding scene i think um by and large i think most people have um you know, a good, a good, a good sense of why they need to, to do it. Um, I would say that, uh, the most important thing is just to have an idea and just, uh, an idea that interests you, that, that you want to see in the game and just follow that and just try to work through what 
it takes to put it into the game and if it's even possible. And uh, one of the great things about modding for Zomboid is that uh, most of it is just uh, coding in uh, Lua, which is uh, a coding language, which is uh, mostly uh, done in like very plain English. Like there aren't a very there aren't a whole lot of odd conventions uh, in Lua that you would see in other modding or other uh, coding languages. Excuse me that uh, make, make it a little bit more in, in, intimidating for uh, somebody who's not experienced in in that field. Nice. So yeah. it's something that, yeah, so just like, just kind of look at, just, I think uh, one of the first places to start is just kind of look at what's there. Like, download uh, a mod that's similar to something that you want to make and take a look at it. And, and see what's there. And that's actually how how I started Green Fire, because uh, there were actually about a half dozen weed mods when I wanted to add uh, weed to, to Zomboid. And so really it was just kind of initially just like a, a shopping experience. I was just kind of looking at these mods and seeing if uh, that's what I wanted to, to see in, in my game. And getting to a point where I just felt dissatisfied with what I saw and seeing an opportunity to make something of my own and just kind of follow that. Right. You made content that you yourself wanted to consume. Pun intended. And I wanted to see, yeah, you know, I was, I was jealous to seeing my friend being able to, to smoke a cigarette in real life while his character is smoking a, a cigarette in game and and i wanted to be able to do that as well right you know have have your characters smoking a joint while you're while you're smoking a J. I i mean i would never smoke a J indoors of course but you know just the you know the thought the thought is there right no absolutely so yeah would you say young modders or modders who are new to the scene would is it common for them to maybe potentially you know, aim too high or bite off a little bit more than they can shoot. Like, would you recommend their first mod to be smaller, or do you think it's good to shoot for the stars for your first mod? Like, do you have any advice on that kind of stuff? Um, I think there's nothing wrong with uh, going big, but uh, you have to you have to understand that uh, going big uh, means that uh, getting to to a point where you have something to show for it is going to take a lot longer than something simple. So right. starting with something simple and then adding on to that is a really good way to start. And I would definitely recommend going that route as opposed to, say, putting a million ideas down on paper and then trying to apply it instantly in, in that exact way and fashion that you want. I mean, it's, it's good to have those ideas, but to kind of have a plan of... How to get there. Getting, yeah, getting to that point eventually, not necessarily getting it all done in one go and, and, and having this, you know, magnificent, extravagant, very complicated thing to show for it. And often, you know, these big things... 
uh, you know, making something big that's just a lot more ways it can fail, and you know, a lot, a lot of more, a lot more places for bugs to to show up. Right. So the bigger the it, thing, the more points of failure. Exactly. Yeah. So it's a lot. It's a lot easier just to focus on something small and easy at first, and that's how Green Fire started. It was just, uh, you know, occasionally you find a, a bud in in somebody's uh, uh, bedroom, and uh, I gave the ability to break apart cigarettes so you can get at the tobacco, so you can make spliffs, and that was that was basically it. <laughs> that's the, that was the uh, starting point. It all started with a spliff and a dream. Yeah, that was it. I mean, we didn't. There wasn't even uh, farming or anything like that. I think uh, it was only about like two weeks later, around like uh, four twenty, I believe, is when I implemented. Right. See, that's a fun day to implement that too. You had it right on four twenty. Oh shit! Hello. Yep. Can you hear me? Yeah, sorry, my network's cut out there. Perfect. Yeah, that, that happened. Discord has has an ability to do that every now and again. So you, your original release date was on 420? Uh, no, it was a little bit before then. Um, so... Oh, I think we lost you again. A few weeks later is when I added farming to to the game. Okay. Okay. So, what is your current spicy take on Zomboid? Like, are you in the camp that metalworking needs to be buffed? Are you in the camp that the game is fine as is? Is there anything that you would like to see changed, improved upon? Is there anything currently like that, or are you totally content with the game as is? Oh, I think we lost him. The internet, I think, has dropped. Hello? Yeah, yep, yeah, you're back, you're back. Can you hear me? Yeah, sorry. Oh, it's okay. We got, we got a new line here, and it's a little bit... A little bit... Uh, Not the most reliable. That's oh, okay. No, no, still working through the kinks, so... That's totally um, yeah, fine. Yeah, sorry, can you repeat, yeah. repeat your question? The spicy take of Zomboid? So, would you say about? there's something in the game that you would like to see improved or changed? For example, some people think that metalwork is very under, like, underutilized and kind of underpowered. Some people are completely content with the game fully as is. Is there anything that you would like to see improved at the moment or moving forward? You know, I think uh, maybe uh, they could improve the exercise system a little bit. It's a little bit unrealistic at the moment. Um, but uh, as far as gameplay-wise, I don't really have any bones to pick with it. Uh, okay. I'm mostly... I think the thing that mostly keeps me up at night is the fact that I can't add Moodles yet. <laughs> like, this is... This was kind of, you know, the Indie Stone has given modders a lot of uh, tools to uh, modify Zomboid. Like, uh, they added a uh, this thing called a trait factory, so you can 
introduce new traits to the game. And so it makes it very easy to, to say, add the stoner trait to the game. <laughs> and what and would the so stoner trait entail? Oh, so the stoner trait in, in uh, Green Fire... So when, when you go to smoke in gr- with uh, one of my items in Green Fire, uh, a couple of things that will happen to you is that you obviously will get thirsty... Uh, a little bit of cotton mouth at first, and obviously a lot of the boredom and the unhappiness will go to will go away very quickly. Right. But uh, over time, you will begin to feel a little bit hungry, maybe, and maybe a little bit tired. Of course, you know, right. maybe you feel a little bit sleepy, and uh, so those are kind of like the secondary uh, effects that I added to uh, to to smoking weed in Zomboid, so uh, the smoker trait enables you to smoke weed and not feel tired or hungry. That's awesome. So that's Yeah, it's kind of one of those positive... It's it's one of those things where I felt like uh, that's kind of a, a nice thing to have, so it's kind of a, a positive trait. That's something you have to, to spend points on to have. Now, in Green Fire, do you have, when you smoke, is there the ability to debuff pain? Is there the ability to debuff nausea yes. when your player is sick? That is awesome. Yes, yes. When, you, when you smoke, it's not, it's not obvious on the surface, but uh, underneath with uh, uh, the way I've set up the mod, uh, there are uh, pain relief and panic reduction and also... Um, uh, food poisoning uh, reduction. So if you're feeling a little bit sick, you may, you know, you decide to eat that rotten chicken for whatever reason, and you're feeling a little bit ill. Smoking a joint might make it go away. I mean, the the iron gut trait with the stoner trait sounds like a combination made in heaven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be very strong. Yeah, add insomnia to that. You're perfect. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Never having to sleep, yeah. Right? Just wakeful, fast reader, <laughs> you're good to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they made it very easy to add traits like that, and uh, and there was a few years ago, uh, one of the developers said that they were going to work on uh, Moodle Factory so that you could you could add new Moodles to the game. So, you know, like the, the little little icons that appear on the right hand of the screen that tell you if you're hungry or if you're feeling sleepy. Right, or, or your, your exercise or all that other stuff. You could, like, click on all that and you can get to your skill traits and all your, like, oh, your progression of skills. Yeah, they, they call those little icons Moodles, those things that you have to kind of manage, like unhappiness or whatever. Right. And... Uh, they said, you know, you know, many years ago, maybe, gosh, it's probably been like six years now. They said that they were going to, to give us the ability to add Moodles and, uh, never really materialized. So I'm just waiting for that day to, to be able to add the, the stoned Moodle. So when you <laughs> smoke, it'll, it'll show a guy that looks looks really stoned out of his mind oh that'd be amazing so you were stoned my next one is you know in game events like you know you'll go into a house there'll be a house party or you'll go and there'll be a police barricade have you Mm. considered making or i don't know if this is possible to make an event where you go in a house and there's just stone zombies that are like on the couch and there's just a bong on like the table 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, I've I've tried looking at that, and um, as far as I can tell, it seems like the events are are hard coded. Um, I could be wrong about that, but um, it's just you know one of those things that I haven't really had much experience uh, toying with in Zomboid. So no deep dive as of yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I do occasionally will kind of poke around and in the code in order to kind of see what what's possible and what is available and what's not available to to modders um but uh, as far as i can tell i haven't really seen anything that makes it very easy to to add events yet right she doesn't say that they won't add that later but uh, oh yeah, the, like yeah, we said, it's a it's an open slate. They could add so many things. Like when it comes to the VHS taps, for all I know, they're gonna have an exercise Richard Simmons esque tape, where it's just gonna give you a buff on like push ups and squats. Yeah. Like they well, could do so much. <laughs> well, I think that's kind of what they're going for with the uh, the the exercise instruction tapes. But uh, I'm not sure they actually give you any buffs. Uh, I've I've tried doing the squats while while watching that tape and doesn't really seem to do anything yeah I, I didn't see a multiplier on there so maybe it's in there but it's hidden or something i don't know but that would be hilarious if they added that yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah all right so we're getting close to our time frame we like to keep it to about you know about an hour and a half ish because that's usually when people's mm-hmm. like you know time spans are with podcasts so at this time is there anything that you would like to put out there is there any sponsors anybody along your journey that you would like to thank anything that you would like to say about your current mod at this time it's your free moment um just that uh, you know i have a i have a tip jar a a coffee chip jar uh, at coffee uh, what was it? Uh, coffee.com slash gigawatt. Uh, that's a ko-fi.com slash gigawatt. Um, if you feel like supporting my work, you can give me a little one-time donation. It really helps me out. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very cheap. You know, if you want, if you guys <laughs> want me working more on this mod, you know, just uh, add a little bit more money to that tip jar and uh, I might find uh, a little bit more time to, to add some more stuff to it. And where's the best place for people to find your mod? Oh, uh, you can find it exclusively on the Steam Workshop. Uh, just uh, just type in Jigga's Green Fire or Marijuana or Weed, and you'll certainly see it pop up. You'll see some of those other weed mods that uh, no longer work as well, but uh, currently I'm the only game in town, so uh, if you're looking to, to smoke <laughs> weed in Zomboid, uh, it's Jigga's Green Fire. Uh, that you can find on the Steam Workshop. So you're telling us you're the only dealer left in town in Mudrow. <laughs> I'm the only. I am the. I'm the sole weed kingpin left in in Moldra. That is correct. <laughs> have you added any clothing items to the game, like a like a weed? I have not. <laughs> no, no. I I've, I, I kind of stayed away from uh, touching some of the more uh, Build Forty One aspects before they decided to release it as the uh, the main branch, but. Uh, uh yeah i mean certainly some of those things would be interesting to work on oh definitely definitely yeah so moving forward 
what's next for you? Is it just going to be, you know, just continue to make Green Fire mod or, you know, it's just going to make that a stronger product? Is that like the end goal or is it just one of those things where you just take it day by day and see where it goes? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I, I certainly just want to focus on, on Green Fire at the moment. There's a lot of uh, different things that I'd like to see uh, added to it to make it a little bit more diverse, a little bit more uh, in-depth, kind of add some more, more more replayability, I suppose. Right. It definitely adds a but, unique flavor to the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It certainly does. Makes yeah, it interesting. And, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously there are you know you know new bongs that we can add, and uh, uh, I haven't really finished uh, all of the the 3D objects for all of the items. So you know, like the the smoking still needs a or a grinder, a model. Yeah. Oh well, the grinder has one, um, but uh, like the smoking pipe does not, and uh, I could definitely see a lot of room of doing maybe other ways of uh, having a, smo uh, a smoking pipe, maybe some glass pipes, those classic uh, little round glass pipes that, that were all the rage back then. Right. Or maybe even uh, maybe even a pop can, you know? <laughs> Something like that. Or an apple. You could modify an apple. <laughs> or an apple. Wow. You know, I'd never really consider that an apple. Oh my god. The weirdest one I ever did is I used to work at a bagel shop and I would uh, I would get like the bagels that were like real thin without like real thick without a hole in the middle, and I would mm. I would turn that into one. And I'd use like the blueberry one, so it tastes oh, like wow. blueberry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh the good old degenerate high school days! You gotta love it. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so before we take off, is there anything else you'd like to say? Is there anyone you'd like to thank? Oh, you know, I just like to thank uh, the rest of the modding community and uh, all the people who've uh, chipped in for uh, translating the mod. You know, they do that for free. You know, uh, Nebula, he he uh, translated uh, the mod into Russian. Uh, not it's not complete because obviously I keep adding new things uh, and also Civet. Well, it's an evolving uh, mod, so that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and also Shiviet, he, or I'm, I believe I'm saying that right, he did the French translation for me, and also uh, Arco Pictuvery, uh, he helped with uh, Spanish translation, and, and I keep having, you know, people contact me about uh, adding more stuff to the mod and kind of helping me out, which is, which is great. Does it ever dawn on you that your mod is enjoyed and played throughout the whole world you know i it it's uh yeah i mean one day i, I woke up and uh you know it was kind of fun just watching the little ticker of you know total subscribers just slowly ticking up over the years and then one day you wake up and it's just like a it hit a wall you know the the, the line went up very much so and so it's kind of uh a little bit mind-blowing seeing, you know, we're closing in on almost 70,000 uh, subscribers. That's so, that's a yeah. lot of freaking people, man. That's insane. That's so cool. Yeah, but having said that, you know, the, also, like, uh, some of the other bigger, one, other bigger mods, like uh, Hydrocraft, they have more like uh, half a million people. So there's room to grow. Uh, we just, uh, gotta get more people smoking that weed. <laughs> what a 
great term to end it on. Well, everybody, this has been Castle Comms. I'm going to go smoke with that weed, and I hope you do too. Jig, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was a great time having you on. It was a great conversation. I really appreciate it. Maybe we'll touch back in a few months to see how everything's progressing, to see if there's anything new, anything fun, anything like that, if you're interested. All right, sure. I'm, uh, I'm, I'd be happy to, and thank you for having me on. Excellent. We'll be in touch. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Have a good one. Peace out.